like Fauci saying that his lockdowns didn't cause any permanent damage to any young kids. And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. There it is. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. Karine Jean-Pierre was horrified by this. Elf chucking? That's not even legal. Not since the early days of the Howard Stern Show has this nation put up with elf chucking. And by the way, who is Ron DeSantis that he can physically throw a federal employee all the way across the Potomac River, which is very wide in parts? And Karine Jean-Pierre knows that because she lives there. What is he, Hercules or something? This man is dangerous. Chucking an elf across the Potomac? Patrick, what is it? Where are you going? I've got to return some videotapes. You walk into this room at your own risk because it leads to the future. Yo, see, bitch. I'm pissing off surprise with the city. Yeah, you're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. But where? I have to return some videotapes. Hey, babies, it's me, one of those scuba divers that, like, golf courses hire to pick up golf balls on the bottom of the lake, but I'm really just looking for a little elves in the Potomac. Eric here. Well, I have to return some ding-dang videotapes. <coughs> oh, sorry. I'm a little under the weather at the moment. I was uh, actually working on another short story episode, which I'm not going to talk about too much, but uh, this is kind of the episode... That kept me occupied in between episodes, I guess. This is either the best episode I've ever done or the worst, baby. It's, a uh, unhinged, <laughs> needless to say. Uh, there's still plenty of great content in there, though. So uh, if you don't mind getting a little unhinged with me, just, just stick around, babies. Because we are going to start fairly normal as far as episodes go and uh, get right into some, like, syphilitic insanity by the end. So, uh... Thank you for being here, babies. I'm not even going to spoil it too much. I mainly <laughs> am kind of just excited for this first song. When worlds collide, you can run, but no can hide. When worlds collide, you'll laugh so hard, you'll swear you died. When worlds collide, hold my hand, I'll be your guide. When worlds collide, buckle, buckle, buckle up for the sweetest ride and prepare to have your mind blown wide. When worlds collide, when worlds collide, when worlds collide, it's a curious thing. Bet you never heard a robot and a caveman sing. In his metal chest are some working parts. How is that different from my beaten heart? I'm from the future And I'm from the past But that don't mean this friendship wasn't built to last It was made in a lab and I was born in a cave So let me hear you holler for this inter-era rain You, 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 you can run But you can hide I know, I know, okay? It's already past Valentine's Day. I missed it, and I wasn't going to do a Valentine's Day episode. I was just personally curious. I've never really looked into it. I didn't have a very Christian upbringing, so uh, I guess I was wondering, what the fuck is Valentine's Day? Have I ever really been told why Valentine's Day is even a thing? I don't think I have, so I did some digging, and uh, I learned a little bit about my boy St. Valentine. So I figured, if you're one of those people like me who's like, what the fuck is this... Why? Valentine's Day? Why, why this? Well, here's why. Basically, right? Uh, long time ago, Rome, uh, Claude, <laughs> Big Claude is the emperor, and uh, he was literally called Claudius the Cruel. He, uh, 
had a bit of a temper. This boy loved getting into wars so much so that one day he looked around and he was like, where the fuck are all the soldiers? He asked his general, and his general basically says, well, uh, a lot of them are fucking dead. Uh, we kind of need, like, a recruitment thing. We, could, we need to recruit more people. We're very low on soldiers. So let's go out there and recruit. So he goes out to recruit people, and he only talks to three or four people. And everyone he talks to basically says the same thing. I don't want to go to war because I got a wife and I got kids and I got a little family and I love my wife. So no, thank you. I don't want to do that. So goes back to the emperor and he's like, so general, how many, how many boys did you enlist today? And he's like, well, I didn't enlist anybody. Actually, everybody kind of just wants to stay at home with their wife and eat pussy. And he was like, bitch, really? If that uh, cooter siren song is simply too alluring, then I'm banning marriage. I'm banning all marriage. You're not allowed to do it no more. Good luck eating pussy now without going to hell, bitches. So that's what he does. He bans it. No getting married. A couple of years go by. Pussyless. And then John Valentine, a priest, of course, starts marrying people kind of in secret. Uh, he does this for a while, and of course all good things must come to an end. So he's marrying this this couple, blacksmith's daughter Mary and this guy Jim Bob. <laughs> and uh, basically Roman soldiers are like, hey, oi, 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 we told you not to do this. This is the one thing we said not to do, and here you are doing it. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. You're right. You got me. But uh, could you just, could you let this, this, this newly married couple just go, please? My boy hasn't even... You know, can we just let him get a little hankety-pankety before? And the guards actually show a little mercy. They're like, all right, all right. You know, you're you're kind of the big ticket item here anyway. So uh, you two lovebirds, uh, get out of here. Try not to break any hay carts. You know what I mean? Hey, like smacks him on the ass on the way out. And my boy Johnny Valentine wasn't so lucky. He was uh, put in jail. And while he's in jail, one of the the guards... Starts taking his daughter in to see him, his, his blind daughter, Julia. And they start building a little relationship. He, like, reads her books, essentially, kind of just describing the outside world. And after a while, they fall in love. Uh-oh. And not only that, before they even fall in love, they're praying together on a daily basis. And, they're, you know, praising my boy Jesus. And... One day, while they're praying, a brilliant white light fills the room. And suddenly, Julia can see. Yeah, that's cool. Neat. I guess she got LASIK, so that's good. But uh, also worth mentioning is during the time while he was, like, incarcerated, young couples started gathering outside of his little window in his little prison, and they would throw roses into his prison cell and just pray for him, basically. He was, like, a fucking hero, dude. He – people loved this dude. And after being in jail for a little while and after this whole Julia situation and everyone throwing the roses – He basically gets hauled off to see the emperor again, my boy Claude, and Claude basically says, look, all right, okay, okay, look, if you admit that you were being a little stinker and marrying people when I said you shouldn't, then I'll let you go. That's it, that's all. Just admit that you fucked up and uh, I'll get you out of here. And my boy Johnny says, no, what I was doing was right in the eyes of God. Fuck you. I stand by everything I did. I refuse to repent. And so my boy got martyred, which is essentially when you refuse to conform to religious stuff and they murder you. So they haul him out in public and they beat him up and they kill him on February 14th. As a matter of fact, was the day he died. And now we have a Valentine's Day. Huh. Beautiful. Don't you love the way I tell stories? I think I really make history come alive. I don't get enough credit for that, honestly. Saul fell on his sword when it all went wrong And Joseph's brothers sold him down the river for a song And Sonny Liston rubbed some tiger balm into his glove Some things you do for money And some you do for love, love, love 
Raskolnikov felt sick, but he couldn't say why. When he saw his face reflected in his victim's twinkling eye, some things you'll do for money, and some you'll do for fun. But the things you do for love are gonna come back to you one by one. Love, love is gonna lead you by the hand Into a white and soundless place Now we see things As in a mirror dimly Then we shall see each other out to the greenhouse, put a bullet in his brain, snakes in the grass beneath our feet, rain in the clouds above, some moments last forever, but some flare out with love, 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 Before we veer too far off the Valentine's Day subject, it's funny, you know, about, uh, I don't know, four or five days before Valentine's Day started, I started getting the sore throat. Just a little scratchy throat. No other real symptoms. It was just like I was, my throat was really sore. And at first I just assumed it was because I smoked too much weed. You know, I I do like smoking weed and uh, I hear that smoking literally anything isn't so great for your lungs. So uh, I really just thought, well, I got to come back on the weed and i did of course but uh i kept getting a more scratchy throat it went from scratchy to like just coughing up phlegm all the time and that's still kind of where i'm at you might notice that during this episode is that i sound a tiny bit different or congested as my baby would say but uh yeah i I have been feeling congested lately and i'm not one for medical anxiety in general. Uh, it helps that I have a nurse for a mom who I can just be like, hey, am I dying? She'll be like, no, or maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, kind of a bummer that like on Valentine's Day, I was just feeling yuck, dude. My throat was really scratchy. I didn't sleep very well when I saw my baby. We still had a lovely evening though, honestly. <laughs> it was it was really nice. It was so fucking nice. I cannot describe to you how nice it was, but uh Regardless, I, I keep wondering, you know, people get all flinchy when you get sick and they're like, oh, you're sick. And they like run away from you. And like, here's the thing, at least when it comes to like flu, like flu viruses, they can be detected in most infected persons beginning one day before symptoms develop. So like even before you start feeling symptoms, you already kind of have this flu virus. And basically at least when it comes to flus, you're the most contagious the first three to four days after your illness begins, essentially. That is different, of course, if you're an infant or you have like a weakened immune system. That's a bit different. But most people, three, four days are the most contagious days. Now, I'm past those three, four days now. I'm uh, I'm approaching a week. And it's strange. This is like the weirdest kind of sick I've ever felt, where it's very, I have the mucusy throat. I have the sweats you know when you're like so hot you're cold and so cold you're hot and you're sweating all fucking night and tossing and turning i had that too and i have this throat kind of scratchiness as you may or may not be able to detect but uh i guess it got me kind of thinking do i have covid (laughs) if you need proof i'm not feeling great there it is do i have covid because like here's the thing I got two shots, baby. I believe one was Pfizer. The other was, oh yeah, they were both Pfizer, right? Because I remember I actually went in to get that second shot and they were like, all right, you ready for your Moderna? And I was like, my first shot was Pfizer. And they were like, well, come back Thursday because uh, that's Pfizer day. So I'm double vaccinated, but I don't have a booster. 
And some states, at least some peoples, are saying two doses are not enough for the Omicron variant. The the third dose of the current vaccine is providing quite good protection against deaths and decent protection against hospitalization. It's helping with that. So uh, here's the thing. COVID-19 is still out there. I mean, the World Health Organization still has a pandemic declared for COVID-19. We're a lot better at controlling it now, but... uh, I mean, it is entirely possible, I suppose, that I have COVID despite being double vaccinated, despite wearing a mask for as long as I had to, despite all these things. It's entirely possible I might have COVID. So I was doing some digging into the uh, COVID statistics, at least for Canada. And I found some interesting stuff, actually. Uh, The majority of people who are diagnosed with COVID are between the ages of 20 and 39. Um, a much larger demographic is actually 20 to 29. The uh, 30 to 39 demographic is the second. But um, yeah, of course, most people who die from COVID-19 are in the, you know, 60 to 80 year old range. But the majority of people who are being diagnosed are fairly young, middle-aged folks. So it's not entirely impossible that I have COVID. And I guess just thinking about like, well, maybe I have COVID. Also got me thinking, man, it has been three years. It was January blah, 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 2020, where COVID first really uh, introduced itself. And it's been three years. Sorry. (laughs) It's been three years since then already. You know, so much happens in three years. In three years, you can go to therapy and you can move to Vancouver Island and you can move back home and you can fall in love with this girl you went to fucking primary school with. You can like start planning your whole life with her. A lot of shit has happened in the last three years. And I guess I just keep thinking about just how much shit has happened. I kind of patched up the relationship with my dad really nicely. I always felt there was a bit of awkward tension and I feel like we're damn near perfect now. I'm, I'm getting a lot better at just dealing with my mom's shit and standing up to that. Uh, my relationship with Amber and Ethan's fucking great. It's just a lot, a lot has changed in three years. I think, really, it's it's easy to say, like, oh, I entered my hot bitch era. But, like, dude, I've never felt better in my life, which is kind of ironic. Because, like, dude, oh, beautiful girlfriend. Lost a fair amount of weight, did a lot of mental health work on myself. I went to therapy. I put in the time. I got into Buddhism. I started a podcast. I started a blog. I started filming stuff on the YouTube channel. I started doing little Let's Play live streams on the YouTube channel. I have done so much shit in the last three years that uh, as much as this, like, me feeling kind of shitty is a bit of a, like, oh, sure hope I don't have COVID it's been a weird kind of like walk down memory lane. You know, there's so much shit I have done in the last three years. It makes me really, really excited to see what the next three years have in store. You know what I mean? I feel like things move so fast. We don't often stop and be like, damn, man, I have come a long way from where I was three years ago. Time flies, time flies. As we keep living and as we keep being positive, all we can do is hold on to our memories. Mac Miller. All of my homies used to get on my case like when you bout to kill them. Soon as I'm out of millions and my girls sprout some children. But I've been murdering the game, I'm almost out of victims This food for thought, usually enough to feed a thousand pigeons I'm out here living, if you wonder where I've been, no Shit, bro, would you give it all up for these nymphos? I've been broke, then got rich What's inside your wallet? Half man and half amazing But that's just me being modest, I'm an honest man My mama told me never put it on a lotto, and I work for everything I get, that is my motto, fam So when I die, these bitches still can fuck my hologram God Damn, and all that drama that you coming with, you blowing my high. On my way up to the function, getting dome in my ride. I got them worried that my mind fried. I'm going up before I skydive. You can see the way that time flies. Watch this time go. Time, time moves, time flows. Try to catch it, time flies. How do we handle these things? Time flies. Ah, try to catch it. Them time. We are time. And we have control. 
one thing we need to remember is that we are all in yeah. this together. You can't expect the unexpected. These dreams are manifested from my head into reality. They seem a bit excessive, but I don't stress it. Two hands to count my blessings. All the times that I've been reckless with an ego big as Texas, thinking I'm the man. I never let these hoes inside the plan. My room for bullshit in the crib, small as a child's hands. I fill the shoes and walk the path where only giants stand. I am the fireman. Shit, I'm way too fly to land. Yeah, I'm smoking weed all alone on the road. Even though I know they need me at home, keep my control from a city where it's freezing and cold. Each to their own. Punches like this probably beat up Stallone. And all that drama that you coming with, you blowing my hot. On my way up to the function, getting dome in my ride. Yeah. I got them worried that my mind fried I'm going up before I skydive You can see the way that time flies One day we will Time flies We will find Try to catch it Time flies We will conquer Time flies Conquer with love Try to catch it While time is on our side Continue to hold to those beautiful memories They won't be here forever Spirit lives on. Lil' B. You know, sometimes you feel like a real dick. You know? Jokes don't land or... You say the worst possible thing you could say in an argument or you see some kid falling on the playground and your first thought is like, huh, it makes you wonder at some point in time, at least if you are capable of wondering, am I an asshole? Am I a dick? Is this not funny at all? And I'm just an asshole? It's a good question. One worth digging into. So that is precisely what I did. I uh, went to three different websites and I got some mixed answers, I will say, on the subject of am I a bad person. Most of the shit is BuzzFeed quizzes, dude. It's like top 20 quizzes to find out if you're a piece of shit. It's like, I don't want a quiz, dude. Just like, this is what I want. Exactly what this first website had to say. And I will read it for you verbatim. Even if one wanted to define bad person, is it possible for someone as a whole to be bad or good? The answer may depend on your worldview and how you see the relationship between a person or their behavior. My own view is that behavior can be good or bad, but not people as a whole. With established patterns of egregious behavior, that distinction between person and behavior may become blurred, but that's another issue. I like that idea. Defining bad person is is a great start. And I thought I would find more answers like this, you know, that we're kind of talking about it. Until I got to our second website, which, once again, I will read you verbatim what this website had to say on the subject of, am I a bad person? The short answer? Yes, you are a bad person. The Bible says so. For everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Well, shoot. (laughs) Darn it, I thought I was doing okay. So I I found one more. Just one more website. And uh, boy, oh boy, am I glad I did. This was probably the most helpful. So uh, quick shout out to my my gal, Nikki Curtis, writing for lovepanky.com. She basically offers several questions that you can ask yourself if you are considering the idea. Am I a bad person? Am I an asshole? So uh, let's go through her her questions and uh, see if I'm an asshole, shall we? Uh, Do you deliberately set out to hurt people? No. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. I do not. No. That's the whole answer. Moving on. Do you think about yourself? Oh, sorry. Do you think about only yourself and don't care about anyone else? No. I mean, I'd be pretty cool if I died, but, you know, I feel like my sister dying or, like, Rain or my Nana, you know? I feel like that's harder for me to deal with than my own mortality. So, uh, no, once again, uh, before you do whatever it is you're thinking of doing, do you think about the consequences of your actions? Um, almost always, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm having a Las Palmeras quesadilla. I'm just going to shit my brains out, dude. But I guess even that is considering the consequences. So I suppose I do most of the time, unless I'm real tired or real high. So Cool. That's another yes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Anyway, uh, when do you? Oh my God. 
When you know you might hurt someone, do you press on and do it anyway? Um, I think there are certain situations in life where you have to. I mean, hurting someone, I assume they mean more like a malicious attack. But like sometimes just speaking your truth can be painful. But you kind of have to say it anyway. So uh, that one's a bit grayer for me. But I do not set out with the goal of hurting people, as we've already discussed. Uh, do you refuse to take accountability for anything you do? Uh, no, I almost have the opposite problem. <laughs> I like take too much. I really hate excuses, man. I, I don't like making excuses for my behavior. If I fucked up, I fucked up. It's that simple. I'm not going to blame my mom or, oh, I was feeling a little under the weather. I fucked up, dude. And a lot of the time, sometimes things that aren't even my fault, I feel the urge to like jump on that grenade. I'm like, oh, clearly I said something to upset you. And you're like, no, I'm just tired. <laughs> like... No. So I would say no to that one. Do you refuse to take accountability? Absolutely not. So those are the questions, essentially. And she had a little finishing blurb, which I wanted to read for you as well. The fact that you're reading about how to be better after asking, am I a bad person, means that you want to change. Whether you need to or not, it's never a bad thing. It always shows that you are not bad after all. And if you want to change, that means you recognize a need to do so and admit that there may be a problem. Yeah, it's sort of like the I hear that said about like insanity sometimes, you know, if you were actually going crazy, quote unquote, going crazy, you would probably be the last person to know because it would all seem perfectly normal to you. Crazy people don't think crazy's crazy. They just think it's normal, baby. So I guess it's kind of like that. The mere fact that I'm thinking about it this much and like digging into it this much, I guess kind of means that I'm not entirely a bad person. I am just a bad comedian. And I can live with that.
artists have quite the reputation of being uh, eccentric people. And, you know, we're used to hearing shit like, you know, Van Gogh cut his ear off. Fucking some guy made a piss Christ. <laughs> God, I love piss Christ. Shout out to the guy who made piss Christ. I didn't actually look up piss Christ because that's not at all what I'm going to be talking about. But God, piss Christ always cracks me up. Even on a, a less gross scale, like Ai Weiwei is another great example who painted like over a million little ceramic sunflower seeds for one of his exhibitions. Like artists are willing to go above and beyond for their art. And uh, I think one of the art forms that gets lambasted the most is performance art. I mean, except for that little robot who's constantly scooping up the goop. Is there really any like performance art you can even think of off the top of your head? That's like, wow, that was really, that was really cool. I really, really liked seeing that. Well, uh, if if you can't think of any crazy performance art, then perhaps we'll talk about my boy Wafa Bilal. He's uh, an American Iraqi artist, a former professor at the School of Art Institute of Chicago, and uh, currently an art professor at Tisch School of the Arts in New York. And my boy sure did love to do some performance art. Uh, one of the big things he was known for before what I'm about to talk about is uh, implanting a camera into the back of his head. Yeah, went to a piercing studio, got a little metal plate, attached a camera to it. And uh, essentially what he said about it is this will expose the unspoken conditions we face. A project like this is meant to establish a dialogue about surveillance. So basically the camera would take like snapshot photographs every minute Every single minute, and then those images would be transferred to the Arab Museum of Modern Art, featuring an exhibit entitled Told Slash Untold Slash Retold, in time for the museum's December 30th opening, was the, was the plan. Uh, about a month into it, he ended up having to get it removed. It started getting infected, and uh, it was not a good time. It started causing him some physical pain. And even if that was the only thing he did, fucking screw a camera into the back of his head... I think he would be worth talking about, but uh, that is not <laughs> all that he did, as a matter of fact. Uh, you know, being an Iraqi-American artist, he unfortunately uh, had some experience in refugee camps during the rule of Saddam Hussein, losing members of his family in the war, and just like trying to cope with all that horrible, horrible shit that was happening over there, you know? And one day he learns that, that his people are being killed by soldiers who weren't even in Iraq. These are people just sitting at a computer who can just click a button and have a drone kill people. And, like, it kind of scares the shit out of them, honestly. Just how depersonalized and simple it is that you could just sit at your computer and quite literally be killing people. So in May 2007, he begins a 30-day-long project called Domestic Tension. Uh, basically what he did is he confined himself to a small room in Chicago, in the flat file galleries. Now, this room was perfectly white at the start of this project. Uh, that's, that'll be important later. So he leaves himself in this room. He has like a camera set up 24-7. It's constantly recording. And not only does he have a camera set up, he sets up a remote control paintball gun that people could use to shoot him at any point in time, whenever they wanted to. Uh, the gun... It was a paintball gun. It was very loud. And of course, if you, if you weren't familiar, paintballs are mostly made with fish oil. So very, very quickly, uh, the room is going to fucking reek of fish oil, very slippery. And you may be thinking, okay, so he confines himself in a room with like a remote control paintball gun that other people are shooting him with fucking 24-7, basically. How long do you think he stayed in there? Like a day or two? No, 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 no. He was in there for 31 days. Um, it, took a, it took a toll on him, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally. He, was, uh, he had no way to escape the constant threat of the paintball gun. It was deafeningly loud. At first, it was single shots. Just pop, 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 like kind of semi-automatic. Until hackers found out a way how to make it full auto about... 20 days in, but he keeps going. Uh, the white room that he started in is now completely covered in paint. It started like seeping through a vent in the floor at one point in time, like dripping onto some of the basically storage that was beneath it. So he had to like cover the one vent he was getting fresh air from with a towel to stop all the fucking paint from leaking. He's in there for 31 days. He comes out 
and he is literally diagnosed with PTSD. He's covered in physical welts from the paintball. He's so overwhelmed by the constant threat of getting shot. He literally had PTSD as if he were back in a fucking combat zone. Uh, During the whole time he was in there, a total of 60,000 shots were fired over the course of those 31 days by shooters from 128 different countries, which is fucking nuts to me. He uh, actually wrote a book about this whole installation, Domestic Tension, uh, called Shoot an Iraqi, Art, Life, and Resistance Under the Gun. It's, uh, it's an autobiography where he talks about his entire life. And, of course, he also talks about doing this experiment where he was just fucking locked in this hellish war zone for 31 days, being shot with paintballs day and fucking night. Like, sleep was basically impossible, except for small bursts, like... Holy fucking shit, dude. I really <laughs> want to read this guy's book because damn, dude, that is so fucking crazy. I love art in general, but uh, damn, dude, that definitely makes me want to dig into more crazy performance art sometime in the future.
Oh, sorry. <coughs> oh, wait. Oh, man, it reminds me of one time I was uh, <laughs> I was uh, at a New Year's Eve party at uh, Kelsey's grandparents' house. So it was like right on the top of the hill, right behind Bower Ponds, actually. Really great spot to watch the fireworks. And there was a garage full of people smoking weed. Mostly old people, which was, I'm not going to say surprising, but uh, refreshing. How's that? Nice to see a bunch of seniors just getting fucking hot. So they were in there smoking weed. And this one guy comes out, old guy, long gray beard, and he's, (coughs) damn, if you see something round and pink rolling around, it's my asshole. (laughs) I I have never and will never forget that. I can't and I won't. It's in my brain forever, dude. I love how your brain does that, you know. It's got that little, like, save file for some shit like that. I have that with theater, actually. Somewhat helpful in the relationship game when you can, like, pick up snippets of fucking Hamlet or weird old bits of scripts I used to read. I just read a lot of shit in general, you know, so there's a lot of stuff bounce around up in my brain so that's pretty cool it's pretty neat uh you know it's weird i got a larger spleen than most people i don't know if that means anything medically but i think about that sometimes i was told i have an enlarged spleen when i was at calgary children's hospital and i was like does this does this mean anything and they were like it's just kind of a little bit bigger than it's supposed to be, dude. I don't know what that means medically. I don't even know what a spleen does. Isn't it like a filter? Or is that the liver? I thought the liver was like the filter. That's why people get like alcohol poisoning in the liver. Is that even true? Is that even true? I don't know if that's true. Do you guys ever see Bridge to Terabithia? You ever seen that one? I watched it a lot with my sister. It's like the guy who played PETA and other blonde girl from stuff and they and they were like best friends and then one of them dies like a straight up kid dies in this movie and then they're like oh but she's not dead uh, across the bridge to Terabithia remember that I also watched a lot of Barbie films I've seen like every Barbie movie dude basically all of them Bibble was always my boy probably Mermaid Topia you notice how much I've said my boy in this episode it's quite a bit. When I was talking about uh, Johnny Valentine, I said my boy. And then when I said Bibble, I said my boy. And then I was talking about... I almost said Waifu. <laughs> Fuck, what was that guy's name? I'm not like... Uh, shit, I don't remember. The artist guy, you know. With the little... He's got a little name with the paint. You know, what I was just talking about. Oh. You know, so sometimes I walk home. I, I mean, I always I walk home. And always I see rabbits. And, you know, I, I always try and torque to them. Because sometimes they're going into traffic. And I'm like, all right, dude, here's where I'm going. Just please don't veer into traffic. And then they'll fucking do it anyway. And I'm like, dude, stop. I also noticed that the white little bunnies, there's a lot of white little bunnies, and they're getting uh, brown. So that's kind of (sighs) cool. Pretty neat, if you ask me. Changing colors. I wonder if they were, like, put in a different environment, if they would change a different color. You know, or if it's like you get you you get white or brown. Those are your options. <laughs> Much like humans, white or brown. I'm I'm. Oh, that's a fun little landmine of like, do I try and correct myself and make it worse, or do I just let it lie and let the four fucking people who listen to this podcast know on it? Nobody listens. Nobody gives a shit. You barely even give a shit. Don't act like you give a shit. I know you don't give a shit. Don't fucking lie to me don't pretend like you bitch lose my well don't actually i thought i don't know where i'm going man man i remember one time i was on a car trip we were going to a ski hill and it was like my mom and her kids which included me and uh my mom's friend and all her kids so we're like in the back of this minivan and like i'm sitting next to this girl and i was kind of like singing along to the radio she was like damn you have, a, you have a pretty good singing voice. And so I made it a point for the rest of the car ride. Every song I knew I sang. <laughs> I was like, oh, you like this shit, huh? All right, all right baby, here we go. <laughs> oh, if you liked it, get ready to get sick of it very quickly. Isn't that kind of funny? Uh, 
Man, I don't feel real good. I don't feel too good. I was doing okay earlier, but now I'm getting like, I'm sweating and I'm cold and I put on a sweater and then I like put water on my face. It's like, I'm just doing oxymorons, you know, put on a sweater and then splash some cold water in your face. Have some hot tea to to calm your throat and then finish it with ice water. You know, it's, uh, I don't I don't know how to take care of my body. I don't really know. I got like the smelling okay part down, but. All this inside stuff, I don't know, man. I don't even know how to do my hair good. Rain was fucking horrified <laughs> when I hopped out of the shower for the first time. She was like, stop. Literally, she was like, stop. Don't do that to your hair, please. It was funny. Weird how I kind of have good hair, even though I've been beating it up for a long time. So that's cool. I'm tired. I'm sweaty. I'm also cold. Kind of reminds me of this one other time I was uh, talking to this guy named Jim. I don't even know a guy named Jim. What a James, though. What a lot of guys named James. Anyway, that's, uh, yeah. Uh. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.
All right, that's it. Get out of here. I'm done, man. I'm kind of bugging out, dude. I'm feeling fucking wobbly, man. I feel like at the end of Mortal Kombat, you know, when you're like, finish him. And he's just like standing there like, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. I wish I was on drugs right now. That'd be nice. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's, hey man, uh, yeah, I'm working on a short story episode if I didn't mention that, so that's cool, that's coming up, but, uh, yeah, maybe I'll, uh, get you on a flip-flop, get you on the scrim band. Thank you.